0: I would say, like, we probably don't have haters. I'll
1: take I'm that sure back. I'm sure we do.
0: I hope. That kind of sounds cool, though, if we do have haters.
1: I think through the numbers, like, you'll get people who disagree with you. And then through disagreement, they'll say what their piece is and think they're right. And now that creates the hater, right? Yeah. Like, I hope people you disagree me, like- with us.
0: But I think there's a firm line between like disagreement. Like people are one thousand percent disagree, and like we welcome that. We want that
1: mm-hmm. because
0: again, like we want to. I want to know that I'm wrong, so I could be right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I wanna, I wanna know because that's only gonna help me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like when you get into full hater mode, like I'm just hating for nothing. Like that. You yeah. know? Do you ever get on the internet and you're just like, man, this guy sucks. Like his swag, whack. His mindsets, whack,
1: whack. His
0: <laughs> family's whack, bro. <laughs> welcome back pushing performance before we get into today's episode just wanted to let y'all know we have some free bonus content available so if you want to tap in that's free dog for free free 99 free Free 99 all right (laughs) say less you want to tap into our tennis books that impacted our career and how we think coach and live all you have to do, go to the link in the show notes, sign up for our Push and P PFAM email list, and then you'll automatically get sent a PDF copy of our book list to your email. And don't worry, we're not going to blast you with spam or ads, but you can expect some more free bonus content by signing up to that email list in the very, very near future. So tap into that link, get the PDF copy, and without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Alright, let's go. To all our haters listening to the show, first off, it's very kind of you to listen. Very. So thank you for listening. Hopefully you download, subscribe, share the hate with somebody else who might yeah. hate it, who would also download and subscribe it. Um
1: but keep it going.
0: Keep the hate fire I mean, we, we, we don't love well,
1: you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's bad energy you're putting out, man. Go change. Change something. Keep keep that to yourself, but keep keep listening. <laughs> Thank you. If you hate the way I look, I'm sorry. I can't really change that unless you have constructive criticism something. But otherwise <laughs> do you hit that sub button, bro? <laughs> hit, the, hit the sub get notified. <laughs> be unhappy, but keep listening. That's that's all we ask. Leave a dislike, that's still engagement. Any is good publicity. Thank bro.
0: you, thank you for engaging with the show. Rudy. <laughs> Love that for
1: you. Man, hey, for let, let's switch. Let's switch. It's a new year. <laughs> let's let's go with fresh, with fresh. a positive direction. Yeah, in the year of twenty twenty four. That's weird
0: that. to say. Still, that's weird to say. Still, twenty twenty four feels weird. Mamba I year. S- I've, I've seen you got the Mamba tee on. I've seen a lot of people saying Mamba year.
1: Mamba year. Every year's Mamba year, but if it's your year, then I'm say. with you. I'm with you.
0: But this year, especially, we locked in. I don't know. I don't know pro athlete who's number 25. Thinking for the future, but this year is Mamba year.
1: Ben Simmons, shout out. Oh, is yeah? I'm, is uh, he turned out to show? Yeah.
0: no, we're gonna, we're gonna. I can't even remember. I like so, Ben Simmons, man. I'm so blindly furious. I can't remember what. Number. Take
1: your Philly hat off real quick. Ben Simmons is nice. You yes. see him on those runs. No, in no, New York? no. We're
0: gonna be positive. Let's go back. Let's go back to being positive. Let's go be a bad... Say he's nice. No, 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 no. We're not gonna I'm talk about that. Saying- let's go back to being positive. No more Ben Simmons talk. No more all Ben right. Simmons talk.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. I trust. I trust your process, bro. I trust your process. Mamba um, year. That's what. This is well, what it is. Staying
0: locked. Staying for locked for the Mamba year. I like a lot. I got that. But uh, what's what's new with you, bro? How how you're you're in a new you're
1: in a new spot, new locale, moved in, ready to roll? Ready to roll. I got I got myself a new new spot. Hopefully uh the studio will will slowly come to fruition and reduce some some noise. So if you hear Kingsley just breathing in the background, I apologize. <sighs> uh but yeah, I, I personally like the new year now. I like I think in the past new year's resolutions ah you should have been doing this like I don't know. if i were to talk to me back then like shut up bro new yeah. year's new new year's resolution i like it it's it's a good time for for you to refresh and kind of start new and leave bad energy behind you know what i mean
0: so one one million percent yeah it's funny like the the people hating on resolutioners or hating on resolutions mm-hmm. in general and like behavior change like bro this is If this is the the random thing that gets someone started, why does it matter? (laughs) Like, why does it matter if it's this or or blood work or a death in the family? Like, what? Those are very morbid things. But like, you know, what? Why does it matter what it is? Yeah, for me, it's like there's no better time to pause and reflect. Like, it's it's hard to be intentional about reflection throughout the year, Mm -hmm. uh, for work, for the show, for personal stuff. So it's like, this is kind of a time, especially for me and how my 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 you know my work is set up where I'm like chilling, I'm off, no one else is mm-hmm. working. So I have all the time in the world to sit there and be like, all right, like take stock of how the year actually went, you know, what I want to do moving forward, uh, what I want to change, what I want to keep doing, like really pause reflect, mm-hmm. start to make a kind of course of action for the next year. And like, I don't think I set any resolutions. I definitely have some, uh, for the first time, I'm I'm making uh, 2024 20, training goals. I haven't had like mm-hmm. a training goal in like five years, which sounds insane, but I haven't had like firm like training numbers and things I want to do in, in a mm-hmm. very long time. Um, So that's fun for me. But like, yeah, like just no better
1: time. Pause, reflect. Yeah. You're right. Because like you said, not a lot of people do have time throughout the year, like you're no. so busy doing stuff and, yeah, you know, like use this time to, all right, pause. W- what did 23, 23 do for you? What did, it, what did it not do for you? And yeah. like use the, the symbol of January 1st to kind of do that for yourself. Right. And yeah. plan. So I, yeah. don't, I don't know why I used to downplay um, resolutioners. I think it was more <laughs> just to make me feel better. Like I've been consistent, which is all right. But if I look back, like, no, people, want to get started and this is a good time to get started and honestly it's going to be on us coaches if for them not to continue like i'll take that you know what i mean yeah i think it was
0: like a hater trend for a while (sighs) Mm -hmm. because i I think you look at like the statistics and i don't know if there's actual research on this but like or if it's just like you know uh survey data which i guess is still actual research but um a large majority of resolutions fail but also, like when you look at, you know, something similar, like a large majority of of sustained weight loss fails. So, like, should we be sure. ragging on people for trying to lose weight, knowing that they'll statistically probably fail? Like, no, we're yeah. gonna root for like root for people to succeed. Like, what? yeah.
1: And if you try, that's great. Yeah. You know? If you're about to try, like, if you listen to this and you're like, if you needed something to hear and get started, like, use this time. If you're listening yeah. to people. Rag on people that don't like resolution is like okay, <laughs> ignore them. But yeah. now is a good time to start. Yeah,
0: no, no better okay. time to just try something new. And then it, if you do fail, then you learn something. Like, oh shit, yeah. that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Like this, this diet doesn't work. This workout class doesn't work. This whatever. Yep. Like let's like figure out why. And then now we're you know, yeah in a potential better spot to make another change.
1: Believe me, failing is one of the best things you could ever do to in your life. Yeah, mamba year, tell you, bro, mamba year.
0: I am already. I'm in the gym shooting free throws.
1: But I uh, before you this year, <laughs> then three hammers locking in the <laughs> podcast, bro. Uh, before we we jump I, into I, the I, books, I, any any highlights from, from from your end, bro? Oh, just I mean,
0: I am I am getting ready to do the move of of my own. So mm. moving back to moving from San Diego to Philadelphia, the cross-country move. So you'll see less and less behind me, and you'll see more boxes. Um, so I'm sorry for, for those watching on YouTube. I'm sorry for the potential eyesore of moving boxes. But uh, that's just the reality what we're rocking with. But hopefully in, say, a month and a half's time, two months' time, I'll be in a, a little studio in the, in the crib. So that'll be right. super exciting to, to set that up.
1: Love it. Life's all about change. I think Tupac said something like that, right? Keep moving, bro. He said, changes. Changes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm excited for today, man. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value from it. Big question I always had for you since I met you you. Why are you reading so much, bro? What is wrong with you? Why do you read more than you breathe?
0: It's one for one, probably. <laughs> to it's be fun. honest, I it's one for one reading oh, and breathing. It's one for one, like word for breath. I uh, mm. page for breath. I uh, I I don't know how it started. I used to read a ton as a kid, um, and it like let me snick it in like uh, oh god, what is the book? Hank Zipser, um, by Henry Winkler. Um, like like fun books like that. Never read Harry Potter. Just watched the Harry Potter movies. I mm. wasn't really feeling them, for being honest.
1: Why I do you want really so many unfollowers right now?
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, Harry Potter heads. I'm just being real with you. I mean, honestly, I haven't watched it either, but I'm not going to say I don't like it. <laughs> I just said I wasn't really feeling it. I just, I don't know. You know, Keep, I keep mouth behind. breathing, bro. Keep mouth breathing. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Go on. Muggle. That's the meanest <laughs> word. on sounds so mean.
0: Um, But no, I think for... For me, I've kind of thought about it like uh, I read this quote from Stephen Kotler in one of his books that, that kind of put words to what I was feeling like as an adult reading like, you know, through the through the pandemic, like, I think I read like something insane. I, I didn't know I was like, you know, nothing to do first time stuck at home. I was coaching like an insane amount at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think I read like 30 or 40 books like in During like a pandemic. Th- yeah like in like halfway through the pandemic like between march and november of 2020 i think i read like 30 or 40 books like training books and like huh. just soaked up so much information I was having a ton of conversations with coaching writing mm. virtual programming like trying new things on myself trying new things on athletes i'm working with virtually and like through that time like i saw like the most insane growth mm. that i've ever seen in my like self professionally and personally and One of Stephen Kotler's books, he talks about, you know, if you want to really learn someone's ideas, like read a book, like read their book. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, writing, he he kind of put it in in the frame or the context of time. So like writing, and I'm gonna get these times wrong. So Stephen Kotler, if you're listening to the show, come on the pod, and also I'm sorry, but like a blog post is like a couple hours of someone's time. They're like a two days of someone's time. You know. Uh, or or an Instagram caption is like a a couple hours of someone's time or like a day of someone's time. A blog post, the reader? The writing. Like to write a blog post. You know, it's an hour, a couple hours to a day of someone's time. Mm -hmm. To write a blog post. Sorry, that was for Instagram caption. To write a blog post, it's, you know, maybe a week to multiple weeks of someone's time depending on the Mm -hmm. blog. But to write a book, like a full book, generally speaking, that's like years that someone is putting in to you know come to this final conclusion of putting pen to paper and writing a full Mm -hmm. book on a specific topic so you know looking at some of the books um no dan john books made my list but like you know looking at dan john books he literally has a book like 40 years with a whistle like lessons that he learned from 40 years of coaching and like something that we talk about on the show like why we do this is like i want to learn from other people's mistakes so i don't make those same mistakes and like we want to we want to give people the opportunity to do that through us and, and to our guests. Mm-hmm. But like if I can learn from like one of the best coaches in the industry ever, Dan John, but he's learned in 40 years, like, yeah, I'm a, am going to do that. I'm going to soak in that information. So for me, it was just like, I like get so much energy from the growth potential of mm. just picking up, a, picking up a good book and reading a good book. But I've become yeah. more selective. I will say I've become way more selective recently.
1: It's pretty interesting. like When you say that it takes years, I want to say pre-AI because I think using AI now now you can write a book.
0: Yeah, and people do. I picked up books that were clearly written by AI. Mm. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to put this down.
1: (laughs) But it's interesting though. Like, If it takes years to write a book, there's so many books out there. So there's so many years of people's lives on paper, which is amazing. You know what I mean? So... I guess question there with, with reading books, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are probably listening to the podcast because they don't like reading books and they'd rather (laughs) listen to things. Yeah, Uh, I'm kind of included in there, but do you think we can still get the same type of growth you get through reading books, um, by listening to books or listening to podcasts?
0: I think yes and no. Like, I, I like there. People will talk about how there is something different to consolidating learning through writing uh, and through reading versus through listening. I think it's more so like distractions. Mm. Like if I'm listening to a podcast or an audiobook, I'm like walking the dog, I'm folding yeah. laundry, I'm making food, I'm in the shower or whatever. Like when I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book. Like sure. I'm not reading a book and driving to work. You know, I've tried, but like I'm not. That doesn't work. I'm not reading a like book actually and actually
1: a book. Paper book or hardcover and mean, just having it in front of your face. I mean, you know, I've tried. I've tried it. When you <laughs> locked believe, in, you're locked I in on a good you. one, bro. It was locked I in on a good you. one.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I, I can listen and do other things. So I think if you could, one thing that and I don't do this a lot, but like one thing that helps me when I listen to audiobooks is just like writing stuff down like writing major points down or writing things like your aha moments down like, Oh, that was a bar. I'm gonna write that down. I feel like that helps you consolidate, you know, memory from that book mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, but I think for some dense subject matter, like, uh, this is my personal bias, no research to back this up, but I think like some dense subject matter, like you gotta sit with it, mm-hmm. read it, sit with it, wrestle with it, Come away from it, come back to it to, to truly like, get a lot out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. What are, you, what are, what are your thoughts? Because I know you like the, the audio stuff more than I do.
1: Personally, I don't like audio books. Okay. I, I'd rather read a book, an actual physical book, but I do love listening to podcasts to, to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that just because of the same, uh, actually, not really the same, but I don't like read, having somebody read me a book. I'd rather read it mm. myself, but You're I like story time. I mean, when I'm trying to go to sleep, you tries <laughs> to read me a book once in a while. <laughs> but I'd rather just read it if it, if they're going to give it to me verbatim, right? So I think that's why I like podcasts because there's conversation about ideas, and and I think that helps me learn what mm. some ideas in books try to give me. Because when I was in school, like even currently, reading comprehension is is, is challenging. Tell yeah. me to read a, an article or a page. I'm gonna have to take a few more hours to to actually read what I just read. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. there's a difference in in the sense of how you're learning and how you learn. So I think mm-hmm. books, like you said, it locks you in. You have to be there and read the yeah. lines, right? Um, so I think that that's kind of my <clears throat> um, thought on it. And I think if you go on YouTube. Uh, and people have different opinions on books like i don't know it's it's weird to have opinions on books but i get some of them like you'll, yeah. you'll hear people say like oh you don't need to read a ton of books because you're probably not going to remember most of them anyway like don't generalize people like <laughs> encourage yeah. them to it's, read it's, a book if they forget it they forget it right
0: it's so individualized <laughs> like and like i mean like learning styles aren't real so like I'm a visual learner. I'm a, you know, I'm an audio learner. I need to do mm-hmm. it to learn. Like, we all need all of those things. Yeah. Like, learning preferences are real. Like, some people are like, I'm a visual learner. And I'm like, no, you just like watching YouTube videos. Right. Right. <laughs> like you, that, you're not, they're not helping you learn better than if you read it or mm-hmm. just did it. But like, but, like, within that, like, there's no reason you can't learn a ton through any medium. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, yeah. like, kind of like what you were saying, it's like it's the intentionality that you bring to it mm-hmm. and it's the limit, limiting of distractions that you bring to it. Like, yeah, I've learned a ton from certain audiobooks or, or from YouTube videos or like video lecture. Mm-hmm. Like, by I'm sitting down, I'm locked in, I'm taking notes, and the intent that I'm bringing to it's almost the same as if I'm reading
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think pi- we as humans like heuristics, right? We we like to have, define things and categorize or almost ourselves yeah. to say, yeah. like, "I'm a visual learner, so I'm only going to visualize everything I learn," which is fine, or, or like that. look at things I learn, right? Yeah. So I agree. I think we all learn all of those things yeah. in different capacities. Um, but reading itself, I think there is, uh, there's probably research. I wish I pulled it up before the show, but there's probably research to to support like the the actual neurological. Uh, <clears throat> components that go into you reading like yeah. growing your your brain right neuroplasticity comes to mind and all those types of things which yeah you can't really do in a lot of ways so i think reading itself it's been around for i don't just throw out a number there ever <laughs> right <laughs> ever um so yeah i i think there's there's tons of value in there which is why we like reading and yeah why we made this list of things that you should read yeah. I, before
0: before we jump into that, I, I think I, I mentioned being selective and that makes me think about like you know, for the folks who don't like to read a lot um, for whatever reason, whether it's time, whether it's mm-hmm. you lose interest, like obviously read what you're interested in. Like if you pick up a book and you're not interested in it, like don't fight through it because mm-hmm. it'll probably like bore you to death and like you won't right. get anything out of it. Like I'd rather have you read a book that you're really interested in. And that's how I pick books to read is like what am I fired up about? And I'll just burn through it mm, and like be yeah. excited about it. But like be selective with what you read. And I'd like, even if you love reading, like be more selective about what you read and what you give your time to. Um, there's been times where I picked up a book and I'm like, I'm not really feeling it, but I finish it just to like check the box of saying I read it. Like, no, like why am I wasting time reading a book that sucks? Like mm-hmm. I can't remember who said it. It was like, I, I'd rather... It might have been Shane Parrish, um, who's on, on my list. Um, it, it, it's like I'd rather reread 10 great books right. than try to read 100 books. Like, far and away. I'd rather reread the same 10 books and probably learn something new each time mm. than try to read 100 books.
1: For yeah. sure. Right. And I think there's like a certain badge of honor in certain circles, right? I've, I've read... So many books, and I think they're they're just. I've been around people who just say that. that was, just to say that. That was me, bro.
0: That was that was literally me. I used to do that all the time. Like mm-hmm. I used to be like, I. I mean, I'm more well read than all these people. Like that shit doesn't matter. <laughs> you
1: know it's what I mean? It's true. Like, it's probably true, but it. I don't think we should wear it as a badge of honor, no. like reading a hundred books, and that's something that you accomplished. It's what did you learn within those books that yeah. I think people should get from what you're saying, yes. right? Yes. Um but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of of value to reading books. I personally is feel challenged with reading. Like it's hard to read a book. Yeah. Right? And I think people like you who who like it and naturally gravitate towards it can can easily just knock out a few pages and then do it, right? And there's people like that. But for me it takes a lot of effort to read a book. Yeah. Right. Why do and, that and is? I think it's because of the behaviors that I currently have, right? If I look at my day, it's I'm doing things already and one of them is not reading a book, right? If I'm, <laughs> right? Yeah, just be honest. Yeah. If yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. throughout my day and I say, hey, I'm going to read this book, like I have to put time aside, 10 yeah. minutes, an hour to, to an energy and attention to read that book, right? Yeah. So I think that's where people kind of fall short and, and almost give up, like, and say it's hard it's like I don't like reading it yeah you don't like reading because it's not part of your routine
0: yeah yeah right to it takes energy true. to
1: literally pick up a book and put mental ban or give yourself uh, mental energy and capacity to read the words and comprehend like I think people yeah. don't hopefully that puts words into what people are feeling because yeah. I'm currently like that I I feel like that you know
0: yeah so it it sounds like you, you got to like really work to build the habit into your lifestyle. Like if you want to make a consistent, like just like we talk about top with uh, resolutions, like mm-hmm. it's habit, it's habit transformation, right? How can I make this a part of my day in some way, shape or form, even if it's it, even if it's just five minutes.
1: Yeah. And five minutes can seem or sound like very like a low lift but again you have to give it respect and those five minutes give yourself the respect that it takes mental bandwidth and energy knowing that it will help you grow and, and move you in a positive direction right as opposed to just scrolling on ig and hitting subscribe on on pushing performance and turning on the notifications which you should do I mean, um, and then all the time going to youtube
0: <laughs> and then doing the same thing over on youtube everything i you know, sharing it with a
1: friend yeah it takes time but, but it's worth it you know like if you're just sending videos to your friends of just stuff that don't really matter in your life, like, okay, invest a little bit more time now in, in reading three minutes, take some time, do it. It's going to move you in the right direction. And I think that's, that's kind of where we're coming with this conversation. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully uh, we can provide some bangers, some good books for people to read and reread and, and, and dig into. so, Our kind of thought process was was instead of just putting like our top 10 books together, we wanted to really come through with a list that we felt influenced us, influenced our careers, whether it's like personally, whether it's our knowledge around training or coaching in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So when you look at your list, what are some like general themes that that come to mind behind like why you ended up choosing these books?
1: Yeah. What I'm looking at my list right now, I think if Ten years ago, if you were to ask me the same question, it would have been all like training books, and I think a lot of coaches who've been around the industry would share similar sentiments. Of like my my top list of books right now <clears throat> are currently um, things outside of training, like mm. s- specifically <clears throat> like I used to have like my my previous list ten years ago I'd have what Supple Leopard, uh, and these are still great books. <laughs> These are still great books, I'll, I'll reference to, right? Simple Effort, Leopard, Leopard, um, Everyday's Game Day, you know, Super Training, which I didn't even understand at the time, but I don't know why I read it. Just
0: melting your mind out of your head. Right.
1: So those types of things, you know, which are like I said, still great books are not my current um top five. And and right now is it's more of like um finance, you know, values, understanding, um, how to manage your time, your energy, all those types of things is is really where my, my mind's at right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I think mine's when I think, when I look at my list, I still have some, some training ones in there. And these are the, probably the books that I, I recommend the most, but I'm thinking like these, you know, five or I definitely cheated. So it's like 10, but the ones that it's our show, we can do whatever. Um, Like, really shaped my philosophy, like personally, Mm. professionally. Like, when I think about, like, all right, where I was five years ago, 10 years ago when I first got in the field, and like to where I'm at now, like, what are some of the things that really molded me to that, you know, outside Mm. of my mentors and outside of my experiences? But like, the things that I've read and the things that I continue to reread and go back to and have energy, like we were talking about before the show, like, I look at this list and I've, you know, reread either all of the book or at least you know big portions from everyone in this list hmm. um multiple times at mm-hmm. least twice because you know they've had such a big impact on me so some are new some are old but they've you know are a massive part of the reason like I am you know the coach the educator like you know the right. person that I am today is like a lot of these thoughts are coming yeah. from 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 this on this list which is crazy to think about
1: yeah I, th- I think it's, it, I almost hear the word mentors from what you're saying. Like these yeah. books are your mentors. And, and we yeah. typically think of mentors as people, which I think, I guess they are people writing yeah. things on books. But um, to your point, it it's influenced and shaped you as a coach. Right. And I think it'd be useful for other coaches to write their own lists. And I'd be happy to actually, I do want to see other coaches' for sure. um, lists of, of what shaped you too for sure.
0: Yeah, no, and that makes me think like probably one of the reasons why I I got get so much out of reading books is like I think it was John Wooden, one of his mentors was like Abraham Lincoln. And obviously he never met Abraham Lincoln, but he thought about mentorship mm-hmm. as like it could be someone you aspire to be like. Yeah. It could be someone philo- who has a philosophy that has influenced you positively. Mm-hmm. So I think me not having a ton of mentors in the field, especially when I was a younger coach, you know, like like the authors of these books and their philosophies like became my mentors and like helped mentor me to like change and grow as a professional in the field for sure
1: yeah i think i think jay shetty says um when he was interviewing kobe which is interesting he'll Mm. he said like mentors don't have to be alive and he was interviewing kobe at the time which is like yeah, you know, it gives me chills every time I hear it, and I think yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, it's it's nice to have mentors out alive because you could actually reach out to them and <laughs> Hit them up. talk to Hit them. To him the currently, end. which you know, me and you are, are happy to always do that for for coaches. Um, yeah, 100%. but there's just something about that, right? Where what you what influences you and what shapes you and who does that for you are your mentors. I think you cut yeah. off for a second, JT. I was I was getting. Shook up from talking about Kobe, again. so maybe, maybe, maybe that was it. What was the last thing you heard?
0: I think it's still recorded, but it just cuts on mine.
1: Hmm. Okay. We'll, nah, well, we'll check it out. I'll just cut. We'll check it
0: out. I'll just cut. Cut right here. We'll just go. We'll just get right into. We'll get right into the books.
1: Let's get to two books.
0: Let's get to it. So for you, JT, let's kick kick us off, man. What is uh? first book on your list also is your list ordered
1: because mine is Man, not it it is not in order um but i'll share the first one i think that that if somebody somebody on the street right now just asked me what influenced me the most i think um this book definitely helped helps currently shape how i think what i do and then um helps me make a lot of decisions and i think it, it's in a lot of people's lists it's mark manson's subtle art of not giving a fuck mm. I'm so really the
0: first f word on this show jt setting mm, a dangerous precedent of uh, me saying the f word a lot you know i always no, curse a lot
1: i don't curse a lot so I, that was I hard curse, for me to, to say
0: i curse so much and i love bringing curse words out of you that's the type I, of influence i'd like to have
1: i'll effing do it if you need me to bro <laughs> i'll effing do it um but this book, I it. If you haven't read it, read it. Keep this is why we're doing this. But it, it really taught me how to look at my values and then see what I really care about and the things yeah. I don't care about. Don't care about it because I think we all get to yeah. a point in our, in our lives where, like, we care about some things a little bit, and it's just a waste of energy. You know, literally, as you get older, it's energy management. That's all. That's really all what. Life's about, and in the sense of if you want to grow and then and, and move forward. So, yeah, this this book told me how to shift my energy where I, I want it to be. Like when I'm driving, yeah. and I used to get road rage because I used to, I don't know, care for some reason about people cutting me off. Like now, like I don't know, cut me off, bro. Like I literally don't Doesn't care. Matter. I'm listening to a podcast right now. Get go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. So. Nah. When did you When did you read that one? Like career Career wise, I don't remember. Recent... I know
1: early on though. I don't yeah. early on. I, I and as I kept reading it, um, it just taught me how to care less about things I don't care about, or that I care about a little bit. But now I it just I just don't need to put energy in those things, and I, it now allows me to put more energy in the things I do care about.
0: Yeah. No. Nah, I love it. I. <sighs> I think I read that like three or four years ago and, and probably should pick it up again. But like, it's a good, it's a good uh, reminder of all those things that you just talked about, like energy management. And for me, mm-hmm. like one, I'm just going to go random book on my list here and hopefully I don't get crazy out of order and say it again. But one that did something super similar for me um, was Show Your Work by mm. Austin Kleon, another book that I think is easy to read. Um, I think subtle art of not giving a fuck is like it's a pretty easy read. Would you say? Yeah, it's pretty. It's short, pretty breezy. Um, Show your work is super short. It's like a hundred pages, a lot of pictures, a lot of graphics. But for me, like I've always been mortified of sharing my thoughts and ideas, like mm-hmm. on social media in the world in general. Um, but this one, like, got it got me to start showing my work. More at work and and showing my ideas at work, and then I saw the kind of like fruits of that labor, and then you know mm-hmm. finally through JT badgering me, I'm now showing sharing my thoughts obviously here via podcast and on Instagram and all that stuff. And Emma Schmidt, one of our guests, listen to episode six with Emma. Uh, she's been trying to get me to post for two years now and and mm-hmm. share my ideas and all that stuff. So, but show your work, But like Austin Cleon. Like I would I would not be on like this show without mm-hmm. without that book. Uh, and it just gives you like you know a good rationale behind showing what you're doing and, and, and kind of showing what you're working on. And then, you know, shows how you just, if you just put out like one little thing and stack that over a month, years, like you can have some really cool products, some really cool ideas. and make a lot of great connections with people. So yeah, show your work. I think a friend gave that to me uh, who was trying to get me to share my ideas more. And I was like terrified of like, what some yeah. random person I went to high school with is going to say. Um, so that that one for me I was like one that. to get me out of my own head to get me out of my own way and and showing my work mm-hmm. right? putting stuff out there
1: i like that it almost sounds like it puts words behind the statement of get better, getting better one percent every day
0: for like for sure like it shows like hey like show like don't show <laughs> it was like don't show sunsets don't show puppy pics like if you want to share your philosophy like share your philosophy i think jt literally posted a sunset and a puppy pick this weekend
1: why are you calling me out
0: bro? <laughs> i didn't mean to but as i was saying Ugh. it i was like oh shit jt
1: literally that's on your personal that's on your personal though that's on your personal i'm gonna show, show my word i'm gonna send them right to you now bro <laughs> <laughs> check out this sunset with with, with kings in the back <laughs> oh no, my like, God. No, I, I like that though i think it, i think a lot of coaches um and the topic of imposter syndrome feel like that right they don't we're, we're fearful for some reason of, of showing the, our thoughts and sharing our ideas in yeah. that sense but it, you can provide value to somebody if you do that for sure for sure or it's you know?
0: just <laughs> a good experiment of like do you fully understand what you're doing mm. right like
1: i think that's what we're scared down-
0: about that that's that's probably a big piece of it right like that it it, sitting down and writing out a caption like that you know people in the world are gonna see like reveals a lot about your own understanding of whatever the topic is that you're speaking about Mm -hmm. and that's that's a a necessary realization because maybe it's like oh shit i don't understand this and like that's okay because then you can just go back to the drawing board and learn about it more like yeah Mm -hmm. that's that that's um that's kind of how I view it now, and how I'm starting to view it now. And then, like once you start showing your work, it becomes really easy to keep doing it. Yeah. Like now I that like I've, that. like now that we've been, you know, I say it like we're veterans. We this we're like this is I don't know what episode this is going to be. It's still going to be in the teens though. Like, but like it's very easy to. I have no reservations about putting a podcast out there, an mm-hmm. episode out. Like I don't care. Like I'm like people resonating with this. Let's keep sharing. And like yeah, it's not right. all going to hit. Like, yeah, we're going to get things wrong, but like, it's more positive than not. Like, let's just keep stacking the stuff. It's the intent. Yeah. Let's see what it grows into. Right. And that's, that's kind of my thought process now behind any sort of content creation or even, even, even at work, like sharing your ideas, even Mm -hmm. if they go against the grain, like put, put yourself out there, put your stuff out there.
1: Yeah. I like that. I think it, it hit me. In some type of nerve, I'm gonna stop showing sunsets, bro. I promise, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some, some better stuff. So, <laughs> on that note, I, I'm gonna switch it to going back to a, a coaching book. Uh, one of my okay. favorite books. It's, it's by Michael. Um, I hope I pronounce his name right. Bungie Stain, Stainer. Uh, apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name, but he wrote two books. It's called The Coaching Habit and The Advice Habit. Mm. So um, specific to coaches, but I think it has a lot of transfer to parents or just people who lead. If you're a leader, that means you're a parent, you're a a boss, you're a manager, you're you're somebody that has influence or or has the power to inspire others, right? So I think this this book really gave me a different view on how to coach. Um, Mm. Specifically, the, the advice trap, I think as a coach, let me ask you, like, if, if a client, maybe 10 years ago, 10 years ago, Phil, um, if a client says, hey, um, how do I lose body fat? What would you say? 10 years ago? Like early on in your career. As a coach, Man, what would I... you respond
0: with? I'd probably break them off. At that point, I'd in my career, I'd probably break them off with some science, and talk, mm-hmm. talk about the science, like calories in versus calorie yeah. out, and like how caloric restriction leads to fat right. loss in time, and like, you know, you don't actually want weight loss, you actually want fat mm-hmm. loss, and you want to maintain lean muscle tissue, and like, all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd do the same. Like I did the same. Too deep. and And you're not wrong, right? Those are all yeah. very correct things, but... Uh, what this book taught me is, is as a coach, is it, it gave me more intentful listening. right? How do you mm. actually learn how to listen and guide this person and not answer that question that they're trying to ask? Because at the end of the day, we all as coaches know that that question is not really the, the, the main question or, or driver that is bringing them in front of you. Right. So for that specific context, if somebody asks, Hey, how do you lose body fat percentage? There might be a way for you to just actually spit science, but is there a way you can ask more questions to, to see if that's actually the question that they're trying to ask? Right. And I think patience, yeah. um, comes to mind there and learning how to ask really good questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and don't fall into the, the trap of giving advice. Cause we, I think we love to be like, ah, oh, I got you. <laughs> Here's this, here's this new yeah. info that I got that I can answer that yep. question. But for me, it, it has turned a lot of people away once I just gave them the answer. Because that's what I thought that they wanted. When reality is like, can you help me look better in front of the mirror so my 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 the people that I'm around think I I'm confident. You know, I think those those questions or those answers don't really come to mind as a young coach so i think picking up this book will give you a different lens of of being patient with how yeah. you're coaching and understanding like what your role as a coach really is yeah
0: no that's i mean that, that you recommended me that that one to me a couple times it's been sitting in my amazon card i need to stop playing and pick it up but yeah the <laughs> the advice trap piece is like that's just that's just good advice for anybody mm-hmm. just listen listen first yeah understand first like don't don't cut that then that like it and i I obviously haven't read the book yet but like you know seeing you do that a ton and in in talking to you about that on the podcast on our curiosity episode like now when i'm working with coaches i'm like you have the answers Mm -hmm. like if you're coming to me like with a with a hey what do you think about this program design like you have the answers Mm -hmm. i'm gonna help you get there but like I, I I'm not going to drop you know. In the past, I might have dropped all this advice on you. When it's like, hey, what do you think, and why? Like, let's let's work through your thought process. Right, right. And I'm just going to be a guide here, and I'm not going to tell you what to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing now in our world, like they have answers too. They, as in our clients, <laughs> they yeah, literally no, have more sure. answers than we do probably. But they still come to for us for sure. Yeah, like, we still need our help.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So.
1: Yeah, let's that's, hear uh, that's your, your next one. I think I can go on and on about that one.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have many coaching, coaching books on, on my list in that way, but uh, I, guess, I guess I'll go to the top of mine and, and probably the book that I recommend and continue to recommend the most. Uh, this is more of a training philosophy and a program design book, but it's the, the Strength Training Manual volume one and two by uh modern Jovanovic. um i mean this one is is if you have you i wish i could i don't know where my copy is but like it's marked up it's dirty it's got coffee stains and you know pre-workout stains and food stains on it it's got a million sticky notes in it like it's a book that i pick up at least twice a year and kind of rifle through hmm. um but it, it, it totally changed my philosophy around program design which just kind of how I think about training. Um, and I, I used to think about, you know, these kind of dogmatic and rigid periodization schemes and programming schemes. And you, you have to do things this way if you want it to work and all this stuff. And, and now my, my philosophy has totally changed. Um, he talks about what he calls like agile programming or agile periodization, which is made off of like agile in, um, I guess like coding or project, I guess, management. project management, which is where you're like, you're going to make a minimum viable product. You're going to learn a lot, make another product, learn a lot, make another product, learn a lot. So when I program, I'm going to make my minimum viable program, run a week or two of it. I'm going to learn a ton, new program, learn a ton, new program, learn Def- a ton.
1: Define minimum viable product real quick.
0: So minimum viable product is something that's good enough to put out and test. Mm. And then from there, you'll start to see what the gaps are, what people want more of, what people need more of, what doesn't work like you thought it would. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think too often we get caught in this trap of, of premature optimization where I'm like, I'm going to make the best training program possible. Like, all right, cool. You're training four days a week. I'm going to make the best one month cycle four-week training program or two month, whatever four-week training program it's going to be kick ass we're doing this this and this like your goal is strength sweet we have these sets and reps perfect and then we hit the training program and then the first two weeks of the program they only can come in three days a week Mm -hmm. and it's like why did i spend all this time (laughs) making a four-week program now we're here training three days a week we're missing like cool like if i let me make one week of training Mm -hmm. and let's see what happens so like minimum viable product minimum viable program it's like all right cool what are the qualities that are important for this person if it's strength cool i'm gonna do some strength i'll probably do some sort of like targeted mobility work based on like what they stink at i'm gonna do some you know some people call it like in the book he calls it armor building or like hypertrophies type stuff some higher volume type work and i'll probably do some ESD. If it's a general population person, knowing that like, right. I just want you to be generally fit. I'm going to keep those things in the program and let, let's just see how you mm-hmm. respond to two weeks, right? We'll learn back to the drawing board. Yeah. Learn back to the drawing board. So for me, that that's been the, one of the biggest changes and for definitely for the better. Um, and in mm-hmm. the book, he's got a ton of just like philosophy. Yeah. Um, and he references Dan Jonathan. And I'm a sucker for philosophy okay. and Dan John. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. Shout out to DJ. Shout out to DJ. Come on the show, Dan.
1: Love that. Cool. Go to the show. I like it. I like it. What you got next? Um, there's the next book I think I would recommend for everybody, if you're listening to this right now. Oh. <laughs> and when, what, I, what I what I mean by that is I think it's uh, – it's important to understand how to not get distracted in our very distractible world, right? Okay. No matter who you are, no matter what career you're in, uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport gives you practical ways to lock in and do things that you love and care about, right? Is ever...
0: distractible a word?
1: <sighs> Don't. Yeah, it okay. is now. It is bow.
0: That's just press. That, I just couldn't get it off my. Is that what
1: you said. Yes. Don't get distractable. Don't get you distracted. Don't... You know what's? I say that because there's this book right here. It's called Indistractable. It's not on the list, but it's a. That's I meant. Distracted in this distract. There you You're good. You're good. You, said you said the world. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Deep work. Cal Newport. Talk to him. <laughs> See so you you distract you're distractably me now right uh, now, bro. <laughs> um Cal Newport, Deep Work. If you have not read it, read it. It it teaches you how to reduce distractions to get stuff done. And stuff meaning things that you care about, things that mm. will move the needle in your your personal career, your uh, personal career, your person uh personal life and your professional career. Right. And yeah. he a lot of the premise of the book is you know, um, going into how to set aside 90 minutes of your day and do mm. one thing. Yeah. Multitasking it is not a thing. If you want to do things effectively and w- with a lot of uh, intent behind it, like you you can do it. People do it, but that's just shifting your brain into different things. Like we can pull yes. the laundry and watch Netflix. That's, that's multitasking and that's things that we can do because it's, it's the, Neither of those require like much focus and attention, but yeah, we can't have like, if I'm doing this podcast, I can't be answering pings for work and, and, you know, writing or reading an article because you're doing all these things, but at a very low level and you're disrespecting all three of those things. So I think (laughs) this teaches you how to lock in and, and, or AKA focus on one thing at a time, because- In this world, that's what is like, again, with all the distractions, distractible things, that's (laughs) what will move the needle, right? Focus on one thing at a time, and I promise you that that will, for one, keep you happy. Like, that's a whole different conversation. But if you focus on one thing at a time for a long period of time, playing basketball is a perfect example. Like, that's deep work to me. But if I'm talking about things and writing things down recording this podcast nothing else that i'm i'm tending to um, uh, for the most part that's what's going to move the needle in in my life and and like just have much more growth you know personally yeah. and professionally
0: yeah yeah no deep work great book not on my list but definitely recommend that that one for me like it's, it's like so many like simple things and there's like great anecdotes in there and, and and like jt said talking about like limiting distractions and the power of that of like like, let's just be more efficient with our work. And that's changed my, my personal life because now professionally, I can work on something for an hour and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, and efficient is not
1: multitasking, just no. to call that out.
0: Yeah, no. Like, I'm email off, ping off. Yeah, for me, it was like, have your phone in another room. Like, mm-hmm. as stupid and simple as that sounds, like, one of the best things about recording the podcast is, like, we both use our phones as cameras.
1: so it's like you can't can't
0: touch it yeah it's it's it makes it very easy to like sit here and be present and have a real conversation because there's like no there's no urging feeling to grab my phone because if i do it's going to mess up the whole show so
1: yeah yeah and if if you see me looking to the side it's just looking at the show notes of this show so it just helps helps me keep on track do you lock you lock you locked in in but no, deep work
0: that's a good one uh, I don't know which direction I'm going for my next one. I'm thinking I'm just going to go next one on, on my list. Again, no specific order. This is one I think I recommended to you a little bit ago. It's a random book. I don't know of anybody else. Like no one's ever recommended this to me. I just picked it up in the Philly, in the Philly airport. Like one day when I was I was coming back from Philly, coming back to San Diego. And it's oh, books all Ben
1: Simmons. Uh.
0: No, stop talking about Ben <laughs>
1: Simmons.
0: Stop. No more Ben Simmons talk. No more. <laughs> it's called it's called uh being wrong by katherine schultz it's uh mm-hmm. again super random book um just just something that i came across um and I, on the plane just could not put it down I was locked mm-hmm. in could not put it down I, I think a topic i talked about mentioning like I, it, it's you know being wrong is not a bad thing like learning that you're wrong is a good thing because then you can like actually learn and become more right or less wrong however you want to look at it but for this it it really taught me that we think about a lot of things even the things like our memories like mm-hmm. they're not complete pictures of what actually happened they're kind of just like a representation of reality and not actually what happened and being wrong or not having uh, complete information is just part of the human experience like being i know being right feels amazing and then she talks about that in the book but like being wrong is a part of the human experience. It is going to happen. <laughs> like, it is something you are going to experience. Um, but she goes into some some fallacies and and ways that we think about thinking. Um, and I just thought it was, it was super, super, super interesting. And it made me feel like, just made me feel like generally better <laughs> about like sharing things and, and maybe like kind of laugh at all these discussions that we have especially in our industry
1: Mm -hmm.
0: where it's like, are we arguing about like, you know, should we ever back squat our athletes and, or should we are arguing about, or like, you know, do we even need to strength train or should we only unilateral train or like whatever other dumb arguments, like, should we eat carbs? Should we only eat fats? Like what, like whatever other dumb arguments we have going on kind of in this general human form and space is like, it's a waste of time. (laughs) It's just like a waste of time. Like you're looking at an incomplete picture um and in a lot of instances like we can't generalize advice to the entire population because there's a lot of inter-individual differences so like sure. why why what are we doing why are we arguing
1: yeah no i like that i haven't read it uh but it almost sounds like it puts words into the the statement of uh, failing forward mm-hmm. or you know leaning into failure those types of things so i like that i want to want to definitely dive into it because i think if i say that statement blanket blanketly is that a word it's almost <laughs> like why why would i need to fail more? Yeah. why is failing better so I, I i think that'll it sounds like correct me if i'm wrong it sounds like that'll be a good book to help you help you contextualize how to fail forward and how to fail effectively through being wrong see i got a yeah. thumbs up right not too. Thumbs up for
0: it. No, I just yeah and it just contextualizes why it happens as well. So it goes and in mm-hmm. kinda into into you know patterns of thought and, and ways of thinking that just natural human traps that we fall into and you know it it's it's going into understanding your personal biases like desirability bias and and loss aversion and all these things that kind of shape how we think and how we view different situations. It to mm-hmm. a certain degree can help you can help you you know, make better decisions, you know, when you find yourself in that kind of trap of of thinking a certain way. Uh, But yeah, like you said, it also is going to contextualize, you know, when you are wrong, how you can flip that and that becomes a positive experience. And we can we can get better from that uh, specific instance. So yeah, it's a little bit of a longer book. um, But if you like psychology, if you like uh, a little bit of neurophysiology and like brain chemistry type stuff, like I I think it's a pretty a very interesting read. I
1: like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um my next one's almost similar to my first one with Mark Manson, but it, it's called Essentialism by Greg McKeown.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when you hear of essentialism, when you hear minimalism, I these are philosophies, right? And in my opinion, I think minimalism is more of the extreme side of things of you know if we're looking at a spectrum of you know buying things and then wanting things versus minimalism of being as minimal and and having the least things amount of possible essentialism kind of falls in in our philosophy where like find the middle ground and how do you get the the good things from both sides so this book really taught me how to you know understand my own values and then see what i again care more about what i care about. And how to actually do that. So it taught me to reflect back in my own life, and for example, finances, because that's going to be my next book up. Finances, mm-hmm. like minimalism. You're, you're, if you watch YouTube um, and you look anything minimalism, you're you're sitting down in a white walled room with with making drip coffee in the morning, and then just sitting down, with no furniture, right? And you know, there. If that's something that makes you happy, that's great. But yeah. I think essentialism taught me how to really again buy things that I do care about and don't buy things that I don't and yeah. care, like absolutely care about like this shirt. Obviously I got Colby on my forearm. So it it provided a lot of value to me. So I spent a little bit more yeah. money on this, but if I saw a shirt online, like it's kind of cool, but I'm probably going to wear it to impress people. I'm not going to buy it. Right. It doesn't yeah. line up with, with the values that I have. So it, it just taught me how to reframe things and, and gave me, um, thoughts on keeping things that are essential to me in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, a good to go when I I I picked that actually that's one of the most recent books I have read. Mm. I picked that I have a book nook down the street.
1: A book note So there's a little take one leave one and
0: someone left a really cool note. It was actually a really cool thing. I'm again I'm a super nerd. I love reading. I love book nooks. Um that's but cool. someone left a little note in there that said this book totally changed my life. I hope it changes yours
1: yeah yeah and and one more thing too because it changed my life in the sense of understanding what to say no to and why you should probably decline more things in your life and um, it could be asks at work it could be asks from you know people that are around you and saying yes to the things that you do care about yeah Um, and saying yes to everything is also saying no to the things that you care about Mm -hmm. and you don't want to do that right so that's facts.
0: Read it. I'm adding that. I'm adding that to my 2024. What's that? Say no to shit. That, I don't no do. sincer-
1: that you don't care about because you yeah. care about things a little bit. You don't want to hurt people's feelings, but what you're actually saying no to, think about it. Right, does it actually matter to you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. and I like to flip the reframe of like if I say yes to this stupid thing, then I that takes me away from.
1: Don't point at the podcast, bro. What do you? What are you... No, I was, no. I just missed i say this is a
0: damn show
1: uh all right um yeah no i get you <laughs>
0: all right next one for me this is where i get super nerdy um mm. those of you who have seen me people who have seen me teach who have been around me they know i love mental models i'm always talking about mental models um and people are like what the hell is mental models jt said her heuristics earlier i love that word i love heuristics um but basically i like what i'm like now Looking at this list in general, they're all things that make me like wrong less. You know what I'm hmm. saying? Like they help me think a little bit better, a little bit more clear. But the great mental models, there's three volumes, uh, one, two, and three. I think it's the general models and then it's biology and then it's physics. And And for biology and physics, they're basically taking kind of heuristics or these general rules or principles from biology and from physics and then applying them to life so applying them to other fields and it's really really interesting um it's by shane Parrish and whoever else is over at at farnham street again read more farnham street read about thinking uh but yeah the the mental models books for me like they're just like ones that you know i'll read through the full thing and i'll probably take like three or four of them if that and use them, but the ones that you use really help you. Like so, for example, in that first book, there's Occam's Razor and Hamlin's Razor that I use every single day, and it's like Occam's Razor is the simplest answer. Statistically, is probably the right one. So mm-hmm. that's that is like that is the show. That is my whole philosophy. Is like I'm just let's 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 do the simple thing first. Like let's not do the complex thing. And, and basically, Hanlon's raising razor is that applied to social situations. So like, I think the actual way it's described is like don't attribute malice when you could just as easily attribute the stupidity. Um, Mm. now
1: say that, say that again.
0: So don't attribute malice when you just as easily could attribute stupidity. So like Mm. someone cuts you off in traffic, like do you think they were like, yo, screw JT this guy's driving slow or do you think they just didn't see you? Mm. It's probably they just didn't see you, right? If someone doesn't invite you to a meeting, are they conspiring against you or they probably just forget? Cause they were rushing through stuff. Like they probably just forgot. Right. So like that, those two things. And like, those are, those are easily the models I use the most, but like they make my day so much easier. They keep my mind so much more clear. Cause I'm not wasting energy thinking about, you know, some shit that someone said to me, I'm like, yeah, they probably just weren't thinking doesn't matter. Right. Right. Or like if I'm, if I'm pressed for a decision, like, I'm just, let's, let's go with the simplest answer here Yeah, and and let's see what happens. Hmm. So, yeah, hmm. I, I think learning mental models and again, just using a handful, you can't use them all. Um, I've read a few hmm. mental models books and like, you, you can't use them all, but like using a handful is so, so helpful and just making decision, making a little bit easier. So you can spend more time doing the things that matter most to you and not spending time stressing about decisions or stressing about, you know, specific situations. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. I think yeah. a lot of our books are very similar in the sense of like general concepts and philosophies, but it just frames it in a different way to a, yeah. to a degree. Um, and yeah. your your models just sound cooler. The uh, razors, kind
0: of the razors sound cool. Razors. <laughs> my my goal is to make my own mental, mental model. model.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Phil's razor. Phil's razor. I like it. We'll get, we'll I don't know what we, I don't, I don't a, know what, I, don't know what I, got nothing, I got nothing
0: I got nothing on my mind right now. feels I got you, bro. <laughs> I'll
1: keep Ben Simmons well, sure, out are, of it.
0: Dude, stop um, talking about Ben Simmons.
1: Just <laughs> trying to talk my boy out, man. He's he's nice. He's nice. All right. If you want dude, dimes? Give,
0: give watch his hope. highlights.
1: Yeah, if you want four assists, <laughs> give your last book. Your speaking last of book. speaking of dimes, uh, my last one is not the, the main priority of, or not the top of my list, but it is extremely important to, to understand finances. And there's a bunch of finance books that'll probably resonate with you. And most of finance books have the same concepts. It's just however they frame it. It'll make sense yeah. to you in, in, in another way or form. So... This one I like a lot. It was. It's called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich" by Ramit Sethi. Sethi, um, really good book to to understand practical ways to just learn how to manage your finances. You know, I think mm. me growing up, I was never taught uh, in a, in a, nope. the most you know proficient and efficient way to to handle money. So this this book really gave me like, here's step one. Right. Yeah. Here's step two of how to just do things and and um, look at your behaviors and understand what why you're doing them and then here's what you can do to to get out of it. To you know, I think rich is just a way to market the book itself, but just to understand finances and how to be yeah. effective with how you manage it. And as coaches, we ain't no nine figure type of people, nine eight seven. You know, some might be, but <laughs> nine generally. Figures. I had to give a number out there, but you know, even six, you know, special coaches make six, but you know, the, the point is we don't make, we're not in this to, to make a lot of money, but we should be intentful with making money. And, yeah. and that's, you'd be lying if you said you were not, you're not trying to make money. So I think this book gives yeah. you good, good ways to really understand where you're at and, and direct you to where you want to be financially.
0: Yeah, but we got to have we got to bring on like a financial person on this show and, and get to oh, rapping will. about, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, like I think about like I grew up uh, pretty poor and like my family never. The only thing they taught me about money is how to be really weird about money. Hmm. <laughs> like I think that's like the only thing that I learned, I learned a lot from my parents. Uh, but that that's a, one of the negative things. Yeah. Um, so now it's like now I'm 30 trying to learn about finances. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's one never of the things late. like I. It's That's never it is literally never too late, which is which is really cool, but like uh, and it's 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 great to now be passionate about learning you know things about a different field that like directly impact me, directly impact my wife and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think especially because our field is the way it is with salaries the the mm-hmm. way it is with healthcare care, the way it is with opportunities <laughs> like there needs to be a more of an emphasis to younger coaches on. Like just financial literacy. And mm-hmm. then also like marketing, self promotion, business management. Like there's no reason you can't like go get a bag in this field. Like go get the bag. But like you gotta have these other things in place too that help you get there. Yeah. Right? And and I feel like coaches like that that's why that's why there are people who are like, you know, whatever booty boot camp fitness on Instagram doing stuff as nonsense, but like getting the bag. Because yeah. they understand finances and they
1: understand marketing. They don't and understand then,
0: they don't understand the important piece, which is fitness. <laughs> but they understand the other two.
1: It's just a pillar. It's just part of like the things that we should understand in our world, right? Yes. And yes. I think one of the things I'm passionate about, and I'm sure you feel the same, is how do we keep coaches coaches and, and understanding that Yeah. You know, I think we both see coaches who who struggle with like, Sure, I can't make money in this industry, I'm gonna switch careers. Like yeah, for me that that hits a spot where I'm like, I think there's another way, you know. Like, yeah, keep doing yeah. what you like to be doing, and, and don't let finances be the 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 hindrance of why you're not helping people anymore because you love doing it, right? If you want to switch careers, yeah. switch careers. But I think one of those things for me, I'm trying to do is let me be a coach, let me continue to do this, and not and use finance to to give me freedom, right? I think that's the biggest yeah. thing I, I learned from that book, like. You don't want to be rich, but you want to buy time. You want to buy um, energy. And that's what, like, being, I think, in my mind, being rich is about. Can you just, you know, when people say, I don't want to worry about money, like, that's why you're not going to worry about money. Is can you yeah. just use your finances to, to give you more time to, to coach, to give you more time to tr- go to the gym, you know, give yeah. you more time to watch Netflix if you want, right? So, those kind of things yeah. are, are, are what helped me reframe my mindset with, with finance, not to say I'm, I am rich, but I think it's giving me a better way to look at my behaviors and then work on those. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds tight. Definitely gonna pick it up. I mean, me personally kind of want to buy a Louis V backpack, but I, I digress. I digress. Hey, <laughs> if
1: you want the LV, man, if you want the LV, go copy. I'll go, I'll go to Chinatown for you. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give
0: hey, you. One. You know, I appreciate you. You've I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, my last, my last one is actually four books because i'm a cheater uh well technically three i just picked up the fourth book uh but anything that dan Clether has it might be cleather mm. that dan Clether and or cleather i'm sorry has ever written uh i think he's on i think he's on dublin right now i can't remember where he is mm. teaching at but he was a coach now he's a professor uh teaching strength conditioning um at university out there somewhere uh in europe but His first book was a little black book of training wisdom. And then he wrote force, which was super popular last year. He put out force two, which is about sprinting biomechanics. And then he also has a book called subvert, which is wildly different. Um, and if you're like me and you love anarchy, it's applying anarchy to science. Mm. (laughs) So it's very interesting. Um, even though in that book, I did learn that my favorite physicist, uh, Richard Feynman, was horribly misogynistic and terrible to women, and you know what? That's just a, a big downer.
1: It's Albert Einstein's famine,
0: though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Albert Einstein, cheater, Cheater on his wife a ton. Bummer, just super bummer. Your heroes, legends, don't meet him. Uh, <laughs> but Little Black Little Black Book of Training Wisdom, I, it's like the perfect pocket guide for a strength coach. Like mm. it's, it gives me. It's not again. Like I don't have a Dan John book on here. Um, but it gives me Dan John vibes. It gives me like, kind of like Mike Boyle vibes. It's like, Hey, here's what I've learned from like 20 years of coaching. Mm -hmm. Like here, here is my coaching philosophy here. Take it, use it. Um, kind of another heuristic, another mental model that I learned from that book was, uh, Pareto's principle. So like 80%, you get 80% of your results from 20% of the work. That's a a popular heuristic in, in business, in marketing, in sales, but for training, like, we get 20 or 80% of our adaptation from 20% of our work. So I'm Mm. like, yeah, I'm going to maximize that 20% makes program design a little easier for me. Like Mm -hmm. I felt like I was doing so much like stupid, unnecessary shit. Like I don't need to lunge in every pattern every day, every week, whatever. Like I could probably like do a heavy squat or do a heavy split squat and get 80% of the benefits. I'm going to focus on maximizing that primary lift. Mm. Uh, I'm going to focus on maximizing you know, one or two sessions a week that are going to be a hard sessions knowing that I'm going to get 80% of my adaptation from Mm -hmm. that 20% of work. So that, that was probably like one of my biggest takeaways from there. And then I just like dance philosophy in general. Um, and then force and force Two. I mean, I've become a big physics nerd. Like I love, I now, I mean, I've always kind of liked physics, but now I love, I love physics, uh, especially like within, you know, what I do, uh, a, a little bit around sports science, but like, it just makes it the way he presents it makes it so easy to understand and i think we throw in the field you know one of kind of one of my pet peeves right now is like we throw around the word power and impulse uh a ton and force absorption a ton when it's like that's not like they're either either general terms in the case of forces or absorption doesn't exist impulse is a general term it's just you know the product of force and time something's not impulsive it's just there's always impulse uh, and then power is just a product of force and velocity, v- v- velocity, velocity. Uh, and I think we throw around these words a lot and like give them like made up meanings that now kind of break them away from their actual meanings and makes things really confusing. I like so that. So he, he, like he kind of talks about that in, in those books and, and a, a lot of applied physics. So if yeah. you, if applied physics scares you, uh then you should pick up Force and Force Two. They're small, they're short, easy to read, quick chapters. Mm. Um so I can't
1: I can't recommend those two enough. I'm going to pick it up. I failed physics, so I'm I'm it's another try from for me. It's another it's a n what, was, what was I was gonna say. Um it's always a good time to try again. So I'm gonna pick it up. Try it again. Try it again and do it. So try I like it, it again, bro.
0: Actually, I actually passed physics. I got an A in physics, and I got a D in math thinking, which is like rudimentary math, which doesn't make mm. sense.
1: I don't even know what math thinking is.
0: It's like a class that we had at my university for kids who were dumb in math.
1: You failed the. I'll leave it alone, but. You're but I was like,
0: I was like doing calculus and stuff in physics, and I was fine.
1: Interesting. So just how it was framed maybe how it was resonated framed. with you. Yeah. I really care
0: about a, a train on a track or a ball rolling down a hill. In physics. Me, in physics. It gets me fired up. <laughs> gets As me ready opposed to, do, to just straight math for no reason. Hmm.
1: That's, I think that that's a nice analogy to books, right? I think, a reading itself. Because for me, yeah. I, the reason I did not like reading before is because I was forced to read things I do not care about at the time. And then just trying to learn why this truck is going downhill in certain miles per hour. And I got to figure out the number of why. Like, I think it turned me off to reading. And I'm sure a lot of other people listening is that that's probably the case too, because I've heard it through conversation. So I think like what you said in the beginning to tie this back um, to reading itself is pick up a book that, that resonates with you, that you like reading. Uh, Yeah. Because you never know. It might. Actually you will know. If you like reading it and you'll get something from it, you'll you'll grow from it. So Yeah. Don't take math thinking. If you like applied <laughs> physics, take go read those books, Force and Force too. Shout out math thinking. <laughs> it's
0: mathematics, mm. love. Math math, mathematics. Uh dang. All right. Let's let's Is that the
1: five? You know, what was that ten? That's
0: the five. That's five. All right. yeah, more like two you know, like nine for me, but I yeah. Know. I like, it. Um, I like it. Damn. Well, let's, let's, we, we talk forever. Let's land this, let's land this plane. Uh, first things first, our picks. Hit the link in the bio of our Instagram. Hit the link in the show notes, either on YouTube or on wherever you get your podcast, And you'll be able to download a PDF of our picks of books that have impacted our career. So download them. They all will be linked to either Amazon or, or the author storefront. And like JT said in the show, we want to hear yours. Like I'm selfishly always wanting to to, to read more good books. So connect with us on Instagram. Um, you can email us at pushingperformance at gmail.com. No G in pushing. Uh, and let us know, what are your top five books or, or books that you are reading right now or you've read in the past that you think have impacted your career in a positive way?
1: Yeah. Let's chat about it. If you read some of our books, hit us on the DM, and you know we we always like those conversations. We we love just hearing your thoughts. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? What are your follow up questions? Those kind of things just helps us grow, and hopefully, it helps you grow as well, right? Yeah, that's that's why that's that's why we're here. That's mm-hmm. why we're here. Well, shoot, JT,
0: where can people find you?
1: IG Coach JT dot MP three. Bye.
0: Let's go. You can find me on IG at Nashville. You can follow the show on IG at push and performance. No G. You can check us on YouTube, the same spot. I just said the email push at gmail.com. Hit us up, sending the questions, sending in a book recommendation, just say what's good. Um, but as always, if you like the show, show love, how you are supposed to give us a subscribe, give the show a download, give us a subscribe on YouTube. And if you're really rocking with us, please share the show with a coach that you think we could help level up and bring them into that Push P community. Um, But as always, we hope you enjoyed this one and then hope you pick up a couple books on our list and we'll catch you all next time.